everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Tradecast. I can't even say as always this week, guys, because I just got back from Italy. I'm like the genie when you rub the lamp. I am back, baby. What's up? <laughs> Does that make you Robin Williams? Yeah, I hope so. I, I did. I did watch a lot of children's movies while I was on vacation because I have a one-year-old. Uh, Aladdin was one of them. That's solid. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, Erica, I just assumed that like you left the kid at like the grandparents' house. I had no idea you took the kid to the other country. No, no, I'm not insane. No, 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 no. They say to the <laughs> grandparents, there's a nice little like five-day buffer. No, more like a four-day buffer, two-day on each side where we like hung out with the grandparents and the kids. No, dude, uh, seeing seeing parents and strollers in venice where there's just little bridges everywhere and like having to carry the stroller over the bridges i was like i've never been happier in my life to not be (laughs) have this child here that would be just utterly miserable and fun fact in italy they make you pay for public restrooms so changing diapers and kid and like it would have been just a mess sounds like they have it all figured out that seems pretty terrible dude public (laughs) restrooms not a place to do crack in italy because it costs money dude (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right porter potties instead of the public restrooms exactly <laughs> all right all right enough crack let's go ahead and uh and introduce our guest today and that is adam wildy of uh of the dynasty owners manual podcast hello adam welcome to the show sir hey i'm so happy to be here and also to live in a country where we don't have to pay for the bathrooms <laughs> what a time to be alive dude that's, that's, it was a serious culture shock i was like a euro is this is this for real then like thumbed through my rick steves book i was like this is for real horrible uh you can follow so adam bad. on that's twitter so at dhh underscore adam um and uh just a, a heads up, we are going to continue what you guys have already talked about this week. Did you guys create a name? I'm not going to lie. I did not listen to the show. It's still Target One, Fade One. Target One, Fade One. Excellent. Okay, well, uh, before we get into the show um, of Fade One, Target One, let's go ahead and tell you guys about our fabulous uh, sponsor of our show, Always, and the ones who bring this show to you, and that's Rotoviz Radio. So, uh, a reminder that you can get a listeners only 30% discount to Rotoviz NFL Pass through the NFL Podcast homepage. That's rotoviz.com slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our NFL content and it also helps support this very pod. You can contact us via email that's rotovizradio at gmail.com or on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. Uh, Rotoviz Radio and its fantastic collection of podcasts are available on both Blog Talk Radio and iTunes. You can find us along with the rest of the Rotoviz shows under Rotoviz Radio. And uh, we also have individual feeds for just this show. So if you want to hear this show and not any of the other Roto- fantastic Rotoviz shows, I-, I will add that adjective in there. Uh, you can also just simply search for the Dynasty Tradecast, a Rotoviz fantasy football podcast uh, on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, or whatever it is you listen to your podcasts on, you can get it there. So click subscribe and leave a rating and review. And uh, Nathan, for that rating and review, spoiler alert, we might have a giveaway today um, at the middle of the show. Yes, but you have to suffer through the next 20 minutes of <laughs> NFC team breakdowns. Okay, well, that's not that's not the way I would pitch our show to people, suffering through another 20 minutes. <laughs> but, um, all right, we're, we're roll with it. Enjoy suffering through the next 20 minutes. And on that note, Nathan, I'll kick to you. All right, let's get it kicking with the NFC West. Our NFC West team this week is going to be the Seattle Seahawks. So we're continuing our Target 1, Fade 1 series. And for tonight, let's start with our guest, Uh Adam, let's, let's get a little crazy. Which Seattle Seahawk are you fading? Oh, if I had to fade one, I guess it would have to be Rashad Penny uh, at the 103 if he's being drafted that high. Actually, I've seen some people get him up there to the, the 102. Um, so I think he's a great player, and I was really excited to move him up the board before he got drafted to Seattle. He's going to get the volume for sure, but I just don't know if the team around him is uh, – is, up to par so I I love Doug Baldwin for much of the reasons that I'm not going to love Rashad Penny there's going to be a lot of passing this year um, that defense got significantly worse so you're going to be looking at playing from behind a little bit uh, tons of volume for Russ tons of volume for Baldwin I don't know if that bodes well for Rashad Penny the line did improve last year with the uh, acquisition of Dwayne Brown but just to average you know just to the mean 
So I'm not too excited about Rashad Penny getting thrown into the fire, and I kind of wish he had a little bit more support depending on how you feel about Chris Carson. All right. Um, I mean, I, I I kind of agree with you. I think that his, his – I, and for that reason, actually, the fact that I agree with you means I don't have any Penny shares anywhere just because he's been getting drafted well above where I want him. Um, just for just for maybe a change-up, because I, I do think Penny's kind of a fade at his valuation, but it's he's not – that crazy far off. I mean, the talent's there. I mean, if he starts falling to the 105, then suddenly he becomes a buy in that situation. Um, so uh, let's go ahead and, and I'll just say, and somebody who's pretty much free right now. So I'm just going to go ahead and make him my fade because that guarantees he'll break out this year. And that's Tyler Lockett. Um, somebody who, if he's on your team, trying to unload him for whatever you can get for him, which isn't going to be a lot, maybe a second round pick, but um, that's a player that I think I'm going to go ahead and give up on, which for the record means he's going to explode this year. (laughs) Great. Assuming he lives through the season. Yes. Yeah. I I think Lockett, like he's, he was an easy fade two years ago when his ADP spiked like the fifth round of dynasty startups. But at at, at this point he's pretty much free. So it's hard to really fade a free guy. Uh, what do you think his valuation is right now? Actually, I mean, is it I, is it still in the second round? Yeah, it's I, second. I, I, I think that any owner would be happy to get an early third for him. Really? I mean, that's that's probably not where I would. Uh, then he wouldn't be a sell for me, I guess, if it's only in the third. In the third, but if I'm talking second round picks, I think I'm okay passing on him. But but for me, and I, I always talk about this, where it's more so. Not necessarily the player involved, but more so the guys that are going around them and you know their value. Doug Baldwin, he's just not the type of asset that I invest in. I invest in more so the guys that are getting drafted towards the top of the NFL draft and just guys that you know are higher pedigree than than what Baldwin is. Yes, he's a very successful football player, but I, I think that I'd rather you know reach a little higher for Amari Cooper or maybe reach a little lower and get like a DJ more plus a piece for Doug Baldwin. So um, my fade in this offense is Doug Baldwin. Uh, Dan, what is your fade in the Seattle offense? I'm actually basically on board with everything except for Russ. Honestly, um, I'm not a Doug Baldwin guy myself. Uh, he's a fantastic best ball asset, but he's so inconsistent, even though the volume is going to be there. Uh, I don't think there's any question that the volume is going to be there. It's just, it seems, it seems spotty at best. Uh, and then going to Rashad Penny, I also moved him way up my boards. Uh, he's a liability in the passing game, uh, especially from a pass blocking standpoint. You say way sure. up your board or way down your board? Way up. I had him significantly lower. Uh, his draft pedigree definitely propped him up. Uh, you get one team that loves him, and he's going to be fed a, a ton of touches. So the volume, again, will be there. But like Adam alluded to, that offensive line is still middle of the road at best, and they are going to be throwing the ball an absolute ton. So um and penny's just i, I can't imagine they're going to put russ at risk with penny back there trying to pass block um, wait wait between the four of us how many rashad penny shares do we have zero in the group i currently have zero <laughs> i've got three actually all right the I hater himself three. has three i mean no I, but i'm trying to actively move them all for guys <laughs> <laughs> i think i have zero too but i i'd like to acquire one or two more season starts Okay, that's funny. So we have less than one share per person on this podcast. That's what you're telling me. Yeah, yeah. I, I just it makes too much sense for the fade, honestly. Because uh, again, like Adam said, his price is getting up into that 102, 103 range, and that's fine, uh, especially when when you get a lot of the dynasty guys that consider the draft pedigree to be one of the most important things, which it definitely is. Uh, but at the same time, for and I don't want to call him a one dimensional back because I'm sure he'll get better at definitely pass catching. I don't know that he'll get any better at pass blocking because he literally is the worst pass blocking running back I've ever watched before in my life. Um, and I'm not even, I'm not even exaggerating. He's horrible at it. Um, but to change gears a little bit, I think my buy in the Seattle offense here, uh, I, I had to, I really wanted to say uh, Amara Darbo, but I'm going to go with CJ Procise, uh assuming health because he is that pass catching back. Um, I, again, not necessarily the greatest pass blocker, but I, I mean, he's par, um, but he's an explosive guy. And, and I think he can, he can get some work again. It's going to be a pass first offense, pass first, pass second, pass third. They're not going to have time to run the ball because they're going to probably be down by a bundle of points. Um, so I think CJ Procise, who again is basically free because of injuries that have derailed his, his career thus far. Um, it, I think he can just go out and throw basically any pick at somebody and you can get CJ Procise. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll continue with my buy in the Seattle offense. I mean, it's you know the kind of the obvious answer, but I'm going to go with Russell Wilson here. I, I think that of all of the high end QB ones that you're going to be investing in, particularly in Superflex first two rounds, I don't really see too many flaws with investing in Russell Wilson. Yes, the team isn't going to be great, but I mean, all that means is that going to be more pass attempts for Russell Wilson. So, I, I think that yes, he came in the NFL as an older guy. You know, he was like 23, 24 years old. He's at in the 28, 29 range right, right now. But I, I think that Wilson is pretty safely a guy you can consider a you know a mid QB one for the next four or five, six years. So, if you want to invest in a guy who's a safe asset from year to year for the next few years, I think Wilson's a solid guy in those first two rounds. Yeah, I'll just hop on that, Nathan, and say I, I completely agree with you. If you and it seems like there's always that the Wilson owner seems to be hit or miss. There's been several leagues where guys are like actively trying to move Wilson. Um, that I'll that I'm very happy taking them off his hands in Superflex League. So I, I completely agree. I can't really find another person that I would classify a buy on this particular roster. I mean, other than just deep dives of like just throw them on the end of your roster. But yeah, I, I think I think Wilson is the obvious one that's a buy here. And I absolutely love buying Doug Baldwin. And I think what we haven't mentioned yet is the amount of red zone targets that have been vacated since Graham left. I mean, who who's he going to target? He's got to go to old reliable. So Doug Baldwin, we've known him as the kind of reliable PPR guy, but now he's might get forced into this red zone role. We don't even really have a, a tight end to really note unless we're going to talk about Vanit or Watson. So why wouldn't Doug Baldwin be the guy in the red zone? So I already like him because he's losing value as, as we speak with the age and then you get to buy him and hope for a touchdown upside. So I really don't mind buying Doug Baldwin at all. I kind of like it. I mean, he's, he's not that low though. I mean, he's at the front. It looks like he's at uh, the back end of the third round right now in startup drafts. Um, I, I don't know that that still feels, that still feels about where he should be valued to me. Yeah, you're taking a look. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Nathan. Yeah, and the thing that people try and attribute, oh, well, the Jimmy Graham touchdowns have to go somewhere. In in all reality, the Jimmy Graham touchdowns aren't going to go to a wide receiver or a tight end. The Jimmy Graham touchdowns are going to go to Rashad Penny because a lot of Jimmy Graham's touchdowns came from inside the five-yard line. So instead of, you know, going that bootleg to the tight end in the back of the end zone, they'll probably just run up right up the middle with Penny. Or they could go to red zone all-star Mayor Darbo who installed at that <laughs> at Michigan. Um, but just one last quick note on Seattle, and we talked Doug Baldwin. Uh, looking at the wide receivers that surround him in DLS ADP, you got Corey Davis and Adam Thielen immediately in front of him and T.Y. Hilton and Brandon Cooks immediately after him. And I don't see a situation where I'm taking Baldwin over any of those four. Uh, I do think they're all relatively similar in value. Um, but I think... Not necessarily even longevity, you know, 29's middle of prime, you know, we probably see him go to 31, 32. Um, I, I just, those are the guys that I like a little bit better. Again, I'm, I'm, I love Doug Baldwin as a, as a best ball asset. Um, honestly, I, I have him in a bunch of best ball leagues. It's just, I struggle with, with weekly. All right, let's move on to our next offense. And it's going to be the Green Bay Packers of the NFC North. All right, I'll, I'll start us off here. And I kind of alluded to this, uh, I think it was last week, when we talk about, you know, high-powered offenses and when you're looking at their running backs, especially ones that have a cloudy situation. For me, I'm all about, all right, let's just target the cheapest one or the the cheapest one that has an actual route to touches. And the Green Packers are an example of this because I I think that even with the – he's suspended, right, Aaron Jones? Even with the Aaron Jones suspension – I think Jonathan Williams is still, or Jamal Williams is still listed. I was going to say what? He, he, Jonathan Williams with the Saints, but Jamal Williams, he's still listed as the guy who's maybe you know the second most likely to lead the team in points and fantasy points at that running back position. So, for me, my target is Jonathan Williams. Or Jam- I can't <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, all of your Jonathan Williams New Orleans Saints shares. <laughs> all right, well, let me appreciate sure. you hear that, listeners. Go get Jonathan Williams. You're going to love him. So. <laughs> So basically my, my point here is that uh, I'm willing to invest in Williams at the ring position with Green Bay because on the off chance that he does end up being, you know, their, their number one back, that he ends up being a great value. But for the most part, it's kind of a fade situation, but just kind of take the cheapest one there. I'll take a player with damn near the same value right now. And that, as far as somebody who I'm buying, is actually going to be somebody who had a down year last year, and that's Randall Cobb. Um, with the removal of Jordy Nelson, I'm – 
I'm interested to see if, as we mentioned, Old Faithful previously, he's proven that he can be Old Faithful for Rodgers. So um, I realize Adams is now the the guy there, but um, but that's a player who intrigues me, and there's almost no downside at his current valuation. I think he's going in like the 10th round of startup drafts um, with the likes of like he's Josh Doxson. Like Josh Doxson, Chris Godwin, Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, you look at these names around him. I mean, like like Kenny Galladay is going ahead of him. Like there's there's just a lot of question marks in all around him. And like I'm happy to take somebody who has proven it in the past. All on board with with the Cobb take. That was going to be uh, my buy as well. Nathan actually really liked the Jamal Williams pick as well. Loved him coming out. Uh, thought he did really well last year. A little bit more of a of a plotter. Um, but it seems like Rodgers kind of trusts him, especially as his, as his guy to protect him. We did see Aaron Jones improve in that aspect significantly, though, because he was also a pretty big liability coming out. Um, so I think that that, that backfield is going to be kind of a toss-up. I think they, they may just go hot hand, uh, and that could that could be hurtful unless again unless you're playing best ball which we aren't um my firm buy here is aaron Rodgers because it, it i mean it's aaron Rodgers. what is a flex. firm buy is that like you're i mean like, it, he's he's clear <laughs> above the others um i like a lot of the pieces in this offense though I, I mean i have shares of all the running backs i have shares of most of the wide receivers the only player that i will absolutely not own is the tight end who shall remain nameless <laughs> All right, Adam, that's Jimmy Graham for the listeners. I, 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 now, just just for uh, comedic understanding, uh, Adam is Jimmy Graham your buy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would I would love to buy Jimmy Graham, and I have, but I'm actually going to piggyback all of you in the opposite direction, and I would love to take Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones has actually got um, great praise from Aaron Rodgers, and initially with the two game suspension. I'm kind of bummed because I'm thinking, like Dan said, they're probably going to ride the hot hand. And if Jamal Williams gets two weeks ahead on Aaron Jones, um, that's a little scary because that means he gets the jump start. But to me, it almost seems like that's two weeks for Jamal Williams to prove why Aaron Jones should be the lead back. So if you're going to look at the glass half full, I think Aaron Jones is the much more talented back. I think he's better in third down situations. Um, Pair him with Timo just in case. But I love getting Aaron Jones at his current price. And if you can hit on the Aaron Rodgers running back that he rolls with, man, that's big things. That's big time. Yeah, I mean, and that was proven last year. It was like no matter who it was last year, it's just like enjoy your 20-point game. Absolutely. Yeah, but that's kind of the point in Aaron Jones that like he's not really the great talent. And right now you're paying for the fact that he is Aaron Jones. I mean, he is Aaron Rodgers' running back. So certainly it could end up working out, but you are paying the premium for the fact that he is Aaron Rodgers quarterback. And I'm not sure that is the case with Williams or even Timo, if you're talking about going really deep. Uh, Adam, lead us off. Who is your fade in the, in the uh, Packers offense? It almost sounds bad to say, but I think I might want to fade Devonta Adams at his price right now, just because you will get so, so much for him. Not too worried about the Jimmy Graham red zone targets that are that he's going to take from Devonta Adams because Rodgers might throw 50 touchdowns. And then you're talking about, you know, maybe 15 for each, but it is a, it is a factor. Um, I'm just looking at their guys around Devonta Adams. I, if you could maybe flip them for somebody in that area, you can still get Julio Jones plus something for Devonta Adams right now. I might rather Julio Jones by himself than Devonta Adams. So basically they're paying the age premium. I'll take that. I mean, I love Devonta Adams and think he's going to do great things, but I think the hype might just be right for you to get paid before the season starts. Yeah, fun fact, actually. Adams is older than Jamal. No, I'm just kidding. He's not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he is old. He's actually 25 for having broken out. But um, Adams is actually my guy, too. So, uh, Adam, you are welcome back on the podcast anytime with two (laughs) two agreements. That is going to be the case. And this brings me to a trade that I made with Chad Parsons uh, a couple years ago where where I gave him Adams before he broke out, and he gave me Lockett. As he was breaking out, and uh, <laughs> he took as me he was to breaking out. You mean as as yeah. his price was skyrocketing? Yeah, it was a, it was an all around it's an all around bad time looking at ADPs right now. I'm not going to lie, to you. I'm not going to lie. To you. But both of my fades so far, uh, I were in that trade, so it, it brought that to mind. All right, Dan, who you got? 
I, I for me it's pretty clearly Jimmy Graham. I I totally understand the the red zone upside. He lost all of steps. He didn't even lose a step. He lost all of them. Um, <laughs> he, 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 I just blew up my mic. Um, he's not the same player athletically, and we can't expect him to be. Obviously, he's he hasn't been since he's been with New Orleans the same guy. But, but it's just so tough to spend last year. Like I understand that. That's, it's red red zone upside. That's what we're looking for. I, I, I mean, in tight end, I get it. But going top 100 for a like a 32-year-old tight end that has no legs, I really struggle with that. Again, I get he's going to catch 10, 12 touchdowns. Problem is the yards, the yards aren't going to be there, and the catches probably aren't going to be there to make it really worth going up and getting him because he, now he's starting to get propped up even more. We see this kind of market value, if you want to call it that, with, with ADP. Um, but I, I mean, there's so many people propping him up as like a top three, four tight end, and it's I just I can't I can't do that. Yeah, if you can find someone that, that is giving the Aaron Rodgers bump to Jimmy Graham, I think now is the time to sell. Uh, but if not, you know, I think he's a fine guy to write up the season with as your tight end once. So let's move on to our next one. It's going to be the NFC South, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I can start us off here. I think I'm going to go with, my, as far as my buy, it's Traquan Smith. Uh, this is a classic example of the NFL draft liking a player more so than the, than the dynasty players did. He wasn't really even on the way the, on the you know watch radar of most guys when it comes to the pre-draft rankings and things like that. And then he ends up going in the second round of the NFL draft. Uh, so with Traquan Smith, I think that he easily overcomes Cameron Meredith, and he's a wide receiver two in that offense pretty quickly. Uh, he may not obviously have the fantasy production in year one, but I think Trey Quan Smith is a, a very nice asset to invest in, given you're giving like a mid second, late second round rookie pick. Uh, Eric, though, what, I, mean, I think you're, I think you're giving away like he was going in the third this no. year. No, oh yeah, okay, yeah. I, I thought you were going to say higher. Like no, yeah, no, no, I'm saying like I think he's that's a very interesting selection there, Nathan. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, I'm I'm intrigued by that selection, and I haven't done much thinking about Trey Quan Smith. He's mostly I mean, just a dart throw for me. If I can give any third round pick for Trickwan Smith, I'm smash offering and accepting that every single day of the week. Did so. you have him significantly higher when the drafts were going on? Are you like no, was he like no, in no. the second round? We, I mean, we, we, in rookie drafts, he was in that like two hundred six to two hundred eight range, yeah. and that and he was going in like the two ten to two twelve. I think I have like you know three or four shares, and the places I didn't get him, I just didn't have picks in that range. I mean, I was seeing him go in like the three ten range in some. That's in some that's. Way. Absolutely dumb. I, I could not imagine something done with that. Okay, nope. It definitely happened. I'm like going to find like my drafts now where he went uh, that late. I'm like, all right, doing research, doing research, doing research. Dan, uh, Dan is, is Eric just an outlier or was Traquan Smith going at 310 in your leagues too? I saw him go early third at the very latest. Uh, most everything was like between the 210 and like 301-ish. He did sneak into the third some. I never saw him late third because if he was, I would have traded up every single time. Uh, I do like the Traquan call, though. That Traquan call, though. That's hard to say. Um, Nathan, good good call there. I think I had him like wide receiver seven or eight pre-draft. Um, player that I like. He's just kind of solid all around and getting into uh, – obviously, this is kind of the end of Drew Brees' career, but – it's still going to be a relatively pass happy offense. You know, they're, they're going to sling it around a little bit and somebody else has to get some targets. I mean, Michael Thomas can't take 180, 190 targets. Uh, and they're going to probably just run Elvin Kamara into the turf and then we'll see what happens when Ingram comes back. But yeah, I really like that call actually. So, yeah, I'm intrigued by that, Nathan. So Dan, who is your buy in the Saints offense? Um, my buy because of the, uh, first few games is actually going to be Mark Ingram. I I think people just assume that uh, Alvin Kamara is going to take 100% of everything and Mark Ingram is going to be pushed to the wayside, but he's really sliding down boards fast because of, because of um, his missed time. So, I mean, you can get him for, I've seen him going for, you know, seconds. Like what? (laughs) He's not even, so he's like an old guy or something. He's still a saints running back. There's going to be points galore there. And I just, I really don't get it. I love Alvin Kamara. Uh, I mean, he's my he's my guy, but it's a two-headed monster there, and they're both going to score an absolute ton of points. Um, it, Mark Ingram's right around like top 75 player in ADP, and he probably, he's probably being valued closer to 100, uh, maybe even lower than that because of the suspension. So I think... I think if you can if you can go out and, and get him for a decent price, you're going to reap the benefits. If you can if you can go four weeks without having him, 
which obviously you can if you're giving up a, a rookie pick to get him. Yeah, I mean, Ingram is one of those guys that I think will be at the end of the year a down-the-stretch guy for a lot of teams. Uh, so I like the pick. Actually, I'm going to go a little bit more bargain, Benny, on this one. Um, and it might turn out to be absolutely nothing, but somebody who's slotted as the tight end one in this offense, and that's uh, Benjamin Watson uh, or Ben Watson, as I like, or Benji, as I like to call him. Uh, that's a player that I'm just throw- I'm kind of just throwing on the end of my rosters and has been on waiver wires, um, is going really late in drafts, like the like in the 20 plus range uh, rounds. And that's a player that that at least intrigues me as far as the upside goes, if he actually s- turns out to still have it. I know he's old as dirt, but. How does yeah. he keep scoring points? I just, like, it infuriates me that Benjamin Watson's still playing for one and two, like, just destroying every tight end, like, every yeah, year. I mean, it just seems. But, I, like, I'm thrilled. Like, like, put him on my team. Everybody, like, forgot about him. He's too old. He's broken down but there's there's nobody else in this tight this in this tight end core really i mean josh hill can't do it uh Hukunamanini, whose name i didn't <laughs> say i don't know <laughs> hawaiian name i mean there's not there's nothing here so it, I mean, yeah That's i mean there's either they're either not throwing to the tight end at all which breeze has shown over the years that he doesn't really love uh, or they're throwing to watson yeah, Benjamin Watson is a perfect example of a guy who, if you want a tight end who's not going to kill you in you know the starting game, who's going to be pretty much free, you know, he's the guy to go with. So, Adam, uh, other than Benjamin Watson, who are you going with that's going to get in your lineup this year? <laughs> People that know me are going to lose their minds because I didn't say Alvin Kamara, but that one's <laughs> just way too easy. Um, I'm going with Drew Brees here. I mean, it's almost gotten to the point to me that he's a secondary target in trades, not talking throw in, but could you add Drew Brees and I'll add something on my side kind of guy? I mean, he's going to be your QB two and super flex in a lot of leagues. And he just, he does it week in and week out. And without Mark Ingram, I think that there's going to be more throwing volume to be had, whether it be more targets for Alvin Kamara, which seems a little absurd. He got plenty, but, um, or I love Cameron Meredith in the passing game as well. If Traquan Smith steps up, then you've got more targets there. It's not just going to be the Michael Thomas show this year. I don't think. And I also think that with Mark Ingram gone, they might get into a little something that they didn't know they had. So you're going to have at least increased passing volume for the first four weeks. And people are so afraid of that age factor with Drew Brees. I love him as my QB too. Adam, I still like you were targeting old guys. This is is great. (laughs) All right, uh, Eric, start us off with your fade of the Saints offense. Um. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go up another just pure value situation, and I, I think I'm gonna fade Thomas, um, a player that you can sell for a pile of money right now. Um, and I'm he's a guy that I don't own anywhere, so I think it's it's true to who I am that him in the in the first round of startups, like that's awesome. Like I think he's probably close to appropriately valued, but at that at that price tag, it's very difficult for him to gain any more value than he currently has. Yeah, and I'll I'll continue with my fade. And I, I said last week that pretty much any any team that has a running back that's going early in the startup is going to be my fade, and that's going to continue with the New Orleans Saints. Alvin Kamara is my easy fade here. He's still going to split time with Mark Ingram. People have been predicting that Mark Ingram's not going to be a Saint for like the last six years, and he's still a New Orleans Saint. So I, I think that for the near future, um, Kamara and Ingram are going to contend for carry, contend for touchdowns. So. I think that Kamara is a fade if it's early first, I mean, like late first, early second type price tag. Uh, Adam, I know you said you, you'd be targeting Kamara. Who would be your fade in the Saints offense? Yeah, I would fade Mark Ingram, which is kind of scary because now I'm getting away from age, huh? But um, I tried to pull up a trade. It doesn't seem as though his value is actually decreasing in terms of trades for me. I've, I want to say I really had about seven shares across my dynasty leagues, and I think I got rid of three, and two of the trades involved Geist. Now, it could have been anything else so that's not too much to reference i wish i could have got the rest of the trade up but if he's going to be still valued around something where i could add a you know maybe a reasonable starter and ingram and get one of these rookies that we've talked about even maybe penny um i don't see why i wouldn't move out from that now i'm not saying that he's not a great player just because he got suspended for four games but i'm always afraid of free agency for running backs. And I think people have seen Jarek McKinnon go to the 49ers and they really think that 
free agency is something to look forward to with running backs. You also see that with Tevin Coleman. I completely disagree, and we haven't even seen it work out for Jarek McKinnon yet, so I don't see how people are using that for reference. But if Mark Ingram's going to be a free agent next year, which I think he will because they'll bring in someone way cheaper to be the other guy with Alvin Kamara, then I don't know that I want to be a part of Mark Ingram being 29 going into free agency. Well, we can do a quick little dynasty trade post, dynasty trade tender. We're not going to do tender, but a little quick trade post here. And the Josh Gordon news came out this morning. And then in one of my leagues, there was a trade of uh, Mark Ingram and Marquise Goodwin for Josh Gordon in a league. So just around the horn here, let's let's see what are our thoughts on that trade. Uh, Eric, would you rather have Mark Ingram and Goodwin or Josh Gordon off his freshly heading to rehab before training camp? Yeah, I mean, I've been pretty steadfast here. I, I The shiny toy that is Josh Gordon. I'll take the pieces that have a lot uh, that have that at least are known entities, uh, and especially with the breaking news, I'll just pass on Gordon altogether. Um, the dude's clearly getting his life together, but that doesn't meld with being a, a fantasy superstar. Dan, uh, I might just take Marquise Goodwin there. Yeah, I was actually thinking that same thing. I was like, really, uh, one of those pieces might be enough for me. I mean, as cool as it is, it'll be if he does it, it's just like. I mean, we've been dragging our feet for five years now. It's, I mean, come on. And everybody's expecting he's going to be the same guy when he hits the football field. Are you insane? Like, he's coming back and he's going to be that same dude who was like 23 and just blew it up? Like, get out of here. And Adam, any, any uh, disagreeing opinion there? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Give me Josh Gordon. I mean, I just told you why I would get, why I would sell Mark Ingram and then, I don't know that Goodwin's really proven much more than, than hey, in the Olympics. He has. Yeah, he's really fast in the Olympics. And I really loved his story and I loved watching him play last year. But I don't think that that was no. I don't think that the 49ers went into their season thinking that they were going to target Marquise Goodwin. I wish I remembered the number off the top of my head, but a lot of times and he got a lot of work that was not in the cards. If if Pierre Garçon was healthy, the things would have been a lot different. They had they were playing from behind. Um, I I'm not really in on Marquis Goodwin. All right. Let's wrap up our NFC teams. Oh, by the way, with that trade, give me Ingram easily. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Adam, you're off the show. You guys. You're off the show. <laughs> um, let's continue. Let's do our last of the NFC teams, and it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys. And Why did just you say it like that. That was really <laughs> like slow. That was like slow and sexy. I, I don't. I mean, you know, I, I only do things sexy nowadays. So yeah, what's up, Miriam? Um, okay. Anyways, good thing she doesn't listen to the podcast. Here we go. Uh, just to just get it out of the way here, I already said I'm going to fade every single early round running back. So my fade here is Ezekiel Elliott. You got the off field problems. You got the fact that he's a running back, and you got all the wide receivers that are good in front of him. So, uh, Adam, uh, do you disagree? Are you fading Zeke? Buying Zeke? What do you think? Oh, I'm not a fan of Zeke. I actually had a trade that was basically it was offered to me. It was basically Zeke for Kamara straight up. There was a little bit on each side, but I didn't take it. I'd rather Kamara. Well, that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> but you're sticking to your guns, and I appreciate that. But that's yeah, nuts. Um, I, I mean, I agree. If I'm on the exact same squad you are, Nathan, of like, all right, get rid of your guy. Although – I guess if you have a contend now, or if you have a, a win now team, he is the type of player who can win in your league this year. But yeah, it's his value is never going to crest higher than it currently is. I don't think. Although I don't know, I I, did, I remember him going first overall, but he's currently fourth overall in startup ADP. That fourth overall, that's ridiculous. It's not great. It's it's not great. Yeah, I mean. It's it's probably a lot of points. Uh, there's a lot of upside there, but uh, Dallas is going to be not good. Um, yeah, I think I think Zeke's really the only. I mean, just based on value, Zeke's the only one that you really can fade. You could also fade Dak. All right, nah. But he's free now. You used uh, to the XQB one that is now free. All right, Eric, since you're talking, uh, what's your target of the Cowboys offense? Can I just say I'm not sure I have one, um, that I'm really not interested in anything going on in that offense. Um, I I don't want anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dallas, Dallas is booty. 
For for me though, I, I think that we may be burying Dak a little bit too early, especially from a super flex perspective. Like, if there is a buy in this Dallas offense, it's the fact that we've abs- like the thing we talked about a few weeks ago. Who was it? Um, Derek Carr. We talked about how everyone thinks Derek Carr is the worst quarterback in the NFL, and that he's not worth anything in superflex. And then Eric was like, "Well, then he's a buy because you know he's going to be an NFL starting quarterback. Dak's going to be an NFL starting quarterback." pretty much for his entire career, and he has the rushing ability, and they're going to get better weapons than just what he has now with Alan Hearns and Michael Gallup. So, yeah, um, Actually, I take it back, Nathan. You're absolutely right. He is, he's currently the QB 17. Are you, a cra- are you people crazy? <laughs> what is the matter yeah, with you? That's pretty wild. That like, is pretty Lamar wild. Jackson is above him? He's, yep, he's behind Lamar Jackson, oh, QB 14 there. in ADP. What in the hell is going on? We, I thought he was still like, I thought he was still QB 8. No, yeah, I no, lost no. my mind He's about that last Very week. clearly a buy. Offers JK, are going out JK. right now. Buy Dak. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. Eric, last week on the podcast, I learned that Lamar Jackson was QB 14, and then I, <laughs> I screamed in the heavens, like, why are you guys doing that? Sell him right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why my are you God. Me sell Lamar Jackson. <laughs> was good. Yeah, well, actually, I think it was Dan that predicted they were going to do like two QB shenanigans, and I like shot him down, and now it's all over Roto World. So kudos <laughs> to you, Dan. I'm an idiot. You're you're smart. I'm mildly attractive. You're very attractive. Um, well, so. I wouldn't say you're mildly attractive. I think you're in the very attractive category. But uh, yeah, it's it's all about Dak for the buys here. There's like six guys going in front of him that I would absolutely take Dak over. Um, like what are the what is the matter with you people? I maybe I'm just like <laughs> literally literally mirroring Nathan's sentiment from last week. But what is the matter with you? <laughs> who's like look who's below him? It's trash tier, other than Baker Mayfield. Dan, wait, yeah. Baker's Baker's behind Dak. You're not Baker's even worse. Jesus, uh, what is the this is broken? This has to be broken. We need. Oh to, my need god, to, I don't, don't believe it. Oh, good All God. Right. Adam, fix this. Uh, I'm not sure what you've done as far as by yourself for the Cowboys, but do something right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys brought me on the show to do something, so I decided my purpose in life was to try to get you excited about Alan Hearns. He's at 109 <laughs> in ADP. I mean, he, they're not going to not pass the ball, all right? So I am I used FF statistics to try to prove my point. It's like crack for dynasty players, but um, there's a heat map, and the heat map shows – a player's reception average in a given part of the field where they do well at. So Alan Hearns was above average, basically left short, left middle, left deep, left deep middle or deep middle. And that's what lines up almost perfectly with Dak Prescott, which matches what I see on film where Alan Hearns is more of a separator. So Dak really, he's got a career 65.2% completion rate, and that's the kind of receiver he wants to throw to is the guy that's going to get separation. So I'm fine with taking Dak and or taking Dak and Hearns and just rolling with it. I mean, he has to throw to someone. Is it going to be Blake Jarwin or it's got to be it's Alan be Blake Jarwin. No, it's got to be <laughs> Alan Hearns. <laughs> I mean, the the eight, but for a buy, his his price tag is, I don't know, it's unsavory to me. That's like he's in like the eleventh, twelfth round. Like it'd be more one of those like flyer picks for me. But you're right. I mean, he's slotted in as at minimum the wide receiver too, right? Sure, and he's at least had a thousand yard season to his name. I mean, that's not something to write home about, but he's at least done something. I mean, he, it's not a guy they just took off the street and said, Hey, you're our wide receiver one now. Wait, hold on, Adam, you, you are a veteran. Did you write home? No, I did not write home. <laughs> I had email at that point. Oh, go ahead. Who is up? All right. Well, I mean, are we, are we done with that segment? Can I go ahead and tell everybody about our sponsor? Yes. 
All right. So let me tell you guys about our sponsor for this week's podcast and really the sponsor for this podcast running for a long time, our longest running sponsor, I want to say. Um, and that's our friends over at the FFPC, the home of season long high stakes fantasy football. The 2018 NFL season is almost here and the FFPC has a format to suit every diehard's interest and budget, whether it's best ball, super flex, classic managed leagues, their drafts filling up daily, starting at just $35 entry fees. Uh, jump to a slow or live draft today. The FFPC also features the world's greatest contest in season-long fantasy football. Come to the Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada this September and draft in the FFPC main event while spending opening NFL weekend in Vegas with hundreds of diehards just like you. Uh, can't make it to Vegas? Then draft online uh, from the comfort of your home and compete for the massive $250,000 grand prize. $250,000, one quarter of a million dollars with over $2 million in total cash prizes in this year's contest. Don't miss the FFPC experience. Rotoviz listeners, go to myffpc.com and register now that's myffpc.com the home of season-long high-stakes fantasy football and also fun fact we have a giveaway as teased earlier um, and we are going to be giving away a $35 best ball entry to the ffpc uh, we've done it on the show before we're doing it again on the show um, and uh, and so nathan do you want to tell the listeners how they can win this prize well boys and girls the haters and losers, of which there are many. Uh, <laughs> there was a time earlier this offseason when when Nathan Powell had some audio issues. Yeah, damn near torpedoed the podcast. We, we, we almost had to cancel the pod with the fact <laughs> that I couldn't log into my Google Hangouts. I had to do it on the phone, yada, yada, yada. Anyways, during these difficult times, there were people who were mean enough to leave one-star and three-star reviews saying, Nathan's audio is not good. So – in that vein, you've had about two months at least of very good Nathan Powell audio, courtesy of Dan Sanyo and Eric Burtzlaff. They both uh, put, put together and, and bought me a Yeti mic. Uh, hashtag Yeti uh, if you want to sponsor the pod. Uh, anyways, uh, so the FFPC giveaway is going to be you need to leave a rate and review on either the Rotoviz Radio or the Nicey Tradecast iTunes page on one of the two. Just leave a review saying – Nathan's audio is great. Uh, I can't believe how great the audio is for these hosts. Something along the lines of how great our audio is. Um, just leave a review and then uh, take a screenshot and then send it to us at NPowellFF, at FF Dynasty Dan, and at Dynasty Trades. I'm guessing I'm going to be the one who ends up looking at it. So basically, leave a review and at me, and I will check it out, and we'll put you into a drawing. And for those that do it, uh, we one of us will get a $35 FFP, FFPC entry. Yeah, I mean, also, I'd just like to point out, if you can guess who thought of this contest uh, way to win, <laughs> mm, who could it be? It even, was, if, mm. even if you throw in a five-star, hey, thanks, Dan, for making Nathan suck less, I mean, we'll take those, too. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, and, and hey, Eric, thanks for throwing 10 bucks at the mic. That would be perfect, too. If you could do that. Dan, the idea, Eric for the 10 bucks, Nathan for the shitty mic would be perfect. <laughs> but most importantly, they have to be five-star reviews. Right. Five stars. Right, yeah. That help, and half. It does help people find us. Okay, let's go ahead and dive. Also, actually, I'll back up real quick. I would love to do the main event, and I am going to find a way in my lifetime to do the main event for FFPC. Your boy is going to be drafting tomorrow night, for those listening, probably tonight, uh, in the Pros vs. Joes, and that's got a main event spot in it. So I could be in Vegas this time next year. So, Dude, if you're, if you're going to Vegas, deal. bring your boy. I won't help you with the draft, I promise. You can just, <laughs> I'll just sit there quietly and drink. <laughs> All right, let's get into the rest of the show here. Uh, we didn't bring Adam on for him to listen to us just banter on and on like school children <laughs> about the FFPC. Uh, so let's go ahead and move into our next team, and that is the New York Langelis Jets. Uh, so <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I don't know. I got I got bored with how simple the name was, so I threw in something else. <laughs> Well, I believe that was Langelis. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, okay, I'll go ahead and kick to Dan, since he seems to be laughing the least. Um, what? Who, who is going to be your buy in this offense, Dan? All right, let me prepare for this. It's Arnold, right? 
Uh, no, I, I just got to clear my voice a little bit. <clears throat> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything, anything that shows up on my screen that says New York Jets, I'm, we're not, nope, we're not doing that. <laughs> it's, it's a hard pass on all of them. I, I'm <laughs> avoiding fully. Um, I, no one wants anything to do with Todd Bowles. No one All right. Can I can I read the players on the team and you just say no after each name? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Quincy Anunwa. No. Ardeus Stewart. Ardarius Stewart. No. <laughs> Sharon Peak. Uh ooh, no. <laughs> Robbie Anderson. Uh, no. Jermaine Curse. Ooh. All right, hold on now. We need to talk about no. <laughs> Terrell Pryor. Definitely no. Get out of here. Why would you even bring him up? Jordan Leggett. What's that? <laughs> All right, Eric, this, this bit is overdone. <laughs> oh, I'm having a good time. All right. No, let's get into the IDPs now. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> they have some pieces on that side. Yeah, they do have some good pieces on that side. Uh, so if you're playing IDP, buy those guys because they're going to be on the field a lot. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong, Dan. But in the in the vein of buying for valuation, I guess Jermaine uh, Curse pops off the page to me at the very end of drafts as being the player who seems like he could have fantasy production this year and is free. So I will buy Jermaine Curse because I'm actually playing by the rules of the game, Dan. <laughs> I do like Jermaine Curse. Coming from the guy who said he wouldn't pick a buy on the Dallas Cowboys, by the way, not 10 minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Everyone who has ever played a nice fantasy ball with me knows that I have Sam Darnold on every single dynasty roster. So uh, I'm buying Sam Darnold, uh, especially in Superflex when you can get him in that 105 to 107 range. He's the guy who's the second quarterback off the board. He should be going in that 103, 104 range, and he's going later in Superflex rookie drafts or was going later. And where he's being valued currently in Dynasty is assuming he's going to have the Jared Goff trajectory where, oh, there's going to be a buying opportunity next year because he's going to be so bad. And it's certainly possible that he's going to be so bad that there's a buying opportunity next year. But I'm buying on the overall concept of I think he's a very good quarterback, and then once the Jets give him some wide receivers and some tight ends to deal with, then he'll be a good NFL and Dynasty asset. So he might struggle this year, but on – I'm basically buying and having him on my roster now in advance, just not based on the concept that I think he's a very good player. Can, can we can we backpedal just just a second? And I'll apologize in advance, but did you say 103 or 104 in Superflex yeah. rookie drafts? I, in Superflex, I, I think it's Barkley, the three quarterbacks, and then guys. Have you lost your mind? I have not. Well, just saying that, that three quarterbacks in that order is still crazy, but I, I mean, he would still have to be at the end of them for me before Geist, which wouldn't happen for me because I would take Geist. But uh, you all, right, all, right, Wildy, all right, all right, Wildy, Wildy, who are you <laughs> buying on the Jets? <laughs> uh, well, Robbie Anderson for now. Um, it seems like he's going to avoid suspension. At yeah, least. He seems like he has his life together. So <laughs> I don't know that I would go that far. What does an NFL player really need to have their life together at this I, point? I Clearly I'll, not. Clearly Josh Gordon has something yeah. to say about We're that. coming to learn that they're all just kind of trash people. So, so wow, so they're not, not all trash people. Get I said kind here. of. I no, said kind of. Oh my god. The the Dynasty Tradecast does not stand by that take. I do. <laughs> Jesus. There's, there's some really good ones out there. But he produced last year. Someone has to. I mean, I, I told you guys to go get Alan Hearns, so I'm going to tell you to go get Robbie Anderson. Somebody <laughs> has to produce. 941 yards last year, 63 receptions, seven touchdowns. I mean, that's pretty solid. We weren't expecting much from him at all. Um, if he avoids suspension, sure, why not? If you're going to put me on the spot and tell me I have to have one of them, it's not like he's expensive. So then who are you selling, at? Oh, I would sell Isaiah Crowell in a heartbeat, and I have pretty much everywhere. For what? For a dog turn? No one's buying that shit. Well, well, you can hold him until he has what? <laughs> you can hold him until he has a two touchdown game or something. Yeah. But somebody has the best header in all of Dynasty football, and I wish I remembered who it was. But there is the hole far, far to the right, and then there is Isaiah Crowell running into the back of his lineman on the left side 
paired with his coaching <laughs> staff that has repeatedly called him out for not knowing the plays. Just, I don't know how he got another job. I mean, you're exactly right. Crowell is definitely the sell, but you're exactly right on when to sell, Nathan. This is this is this is easy easy game. It's yep. uh, wait till wait till he runs for two TDs and unleash the fury on some sucker in your league. Yep, you might get a first for him one time this year. You guys might Ooh. think I'm crazy. Adam, 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 listen to Adam, me. Adam, listen. I will I will bet <laughs> any amount of money to fantasy cares that Isaiah Crowell will never be sold for a first round pick ever again. I will hold him. And I will give twenty dollars to Fantasy Cares if I don't get a first for him by the end of the year. Done. <laughs> wow! Wow! All right. Well, this this will be this is good. By the way, Adam, we have a really storied history of bets being paid out on this podcast. I'm not sure a single one has ever been paid out on this <laughs> no, podcast. No, I will. I promise. <laughs> oh boy! All right, uh, Dan. I, you said you're not buying anyone. Is there anyone you're selling in this offense? <clears throat> yes. <laughs> Do you want me to go through each name and then you say no? <laughs> we should play back that again. No, I mean, it's it's just a pretty much big fade. There's a couple of wide receivers who are at their price point. They're going to have some good value. Um, but otherwise, everybody else is just a hard pass on that. Such a bad football team. Um, definitely selling Sam Darnold if he's your 103 yeah. or 104 in Superflex rookie drafts. Um, thank you for that. Easy money. Um, but yeah, I, I just, yeah, Jets are... Jets are the AFC's version of the Dallas Cowboys, minus having a running back and a uh, quarterback. And Alan Hurts. Nathan, uh, I forgot to mention that I had Sam Darnold in my league with you, and I'm really upset that I didn't move him to you, but I did get Geis back for him, so maybe somebody else was crazy enough to take him around the 102-103. All right, sidebar. How many Darius Geis shares do you have i've heard you say you traded for darius guys 14 times let me clear my throat <clears> throat> oh my god this show 100 ownership so that's that's impressive no only six of 15 i'm trying to get them in every league but the ones that i don't have them yet are the owners are jerks dude it's going to be really unfortunate when he sucks balls (laughs) yeah i agree (laughs) all right all right, let's let's move. All right, Nathan, go ahead. You're 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 going to pivot. Let's pivot. 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 <laughs> All right, let's move on to the team that did their own move and on from San Diego to Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, this is a team that's got lots of weapons here, so I'm I'm going to start with my buy, and it's going to be Mr. Mike Williams, or as Dan would call him, Mr. Broken Back, Mr. Uh, doesn't have a neck, you know, whatever he, he may do. That's wow, mean. Dan calls him these things. What is wrong with Dan? Yeah, no neck Jones over there, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh. Dan's, Dan's very mean, but I'm going to invest in the guy who was a top 10 NFL draft pick just a year ago and is being valued as like a ninth, 10th uh, round startup pick. So I think Williams is a solid buy right now, a guy you can get for an early second round rookie pick for next year. And he's in a situation where – there's not much in that offense outside of Keenan Allen. So and Melvin of- Gordon. Okay, fine. And Keenan Hunter Allen. Henry for future. And, and well, Tyrell he's, Williams. He stinks. So and all of the other players that are better than Mike Williams. No. So <laughs> I mean, okay. Nathan, I, I'm just gonna make it short and quick. I agree completely with you, but I'm also going to say Hunter Henry's a nice buy right now, too. He's a guy that it, two or three weeks into the season, people are going to be forgetting about. And then just don't wait till like week six when people start to suck and then they already have him on their team no. and then he comes up. Eric, that's where you're making the mistake. You said right now, and I know you, you pivoted by saying later on, but Hunter Henry, even after the injury, is still being drafted as a top 10 dice tenant, which is the dumbest thing I've ever right, seen in my entire right life. Right now he is, yes. But he, once the he, season starts, people are going to get that. He wasn't even a top 10 dynasty tight end before he got hurt, and now he's out for a year. He's not good, people. Stop drafting Hunter Henry. <laughs> okay, I love that, when Mason gets all awkward and yelly. That's my favorite thing. thing. Uh, oh, yeah, so, no, Nathan, my my statement is it's it's people get goggles on week two, week three, where they're trying to win their damn leagues, and they're not going to, and they are selling off their pieces. That's the time to buy Hunter Henry. Deal. All right, Dan, what's your buy? So what are we going to start with here? Um, my buy is definitely Phillip Rivers because, again, just every year seems seems like he's absolutely undervalued, similar to Matthew Stafford, and continues to put up points. Uh, I just 
it doesn't really make sense. There's a lot of there's a lot of talent in that offense now. There, it, let's assume Mike Williams turns into something. You've now got a three headed monster and wide receiver. Once Hunter once Hunter Henry's healthy in 2019, uh, we'll assume that. And if Melvin Gordon stays on his current trajectory, that offense is potent, and someone's got to feed them the ball. And I mean, if they move everything around, yes, Philip Rivers is getting up there. Maybe he retires, but I don't think he does. I think he keeps playing. Um, he hasn't really slowed much at all, and he's an absolute value at quarterback. And you could do a lot worse than Philip Rivers as your QB two. I mean, even your QB one in superflex leagues—that's solid. He's putting up QB one points every single year. Now, Adam, I know you recently made a trade. I think it was Russell Wilson for Rivers and some pieces. So I know you're part of the uh, Philip Rivers fan club. Is he your buy in this offense? No, no. I'll. I have a different one, but I also have six shares of Philip Rivers for everyone that cares about my fantasy teams. <laughs> my, my buy is Tyrell Williams, though. I didn't realize that he had seven touchdowns and a thousand yards just two years ago, but um, he's the biggest benefactor for the Hunter Henry injury for me. And he's also going into free agency, I believe next year, which much different than running back for me. I actually kind of like when my receivers are going into free agency, a team's going to pay up big for them. You saw that a lot this year. They're going to want to use them because they spent the money on them running backs. The league's going more towards a committee, which is why I'm afraid of guys like Tevin Coleman and, Jarek McKinnon, when everybody finds out that he's in a committee as well. Um, but yet, I I would love to get Tyrell Williams first price right now, which I guess has probably gone up a bit since Hunter Henry. What? Did he just like make pasta? What happened here? I think he just slapped a spoon or something. Yeah, no, I've been in Italy for too long. I literally just thought, where's the pasta? <laughs> when I heard a spoon. That's the new name of the segment. Where's the pasta? That's that's good. All right. Well, then I guess we'll just pivot to the next segment since Nathan's gone, dead. Uh, All right. Let's go ahead and I'll go ahead and introduce. And that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I'll go ahead and kick to Dan, who's going to be your buy. And keep in mind, we're now running long. So let's uh, let's keep it moving. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, my buy is, man, I, I guess James Washington. He's falling really far in rookie drafts. You can get him yeah. in a mid, late second. Yeah. Uh, I know you're a big James Washington guy, but I mean, at the same time, it's, yeah, he's the wide receiver three there now. AB's got to, I mean, retire at some point. Um, obviously, we don't want to hang on for dear life for like four years. Um, but again, that's that's an offense that has a lot of moving parts. We've seen the wide receivers kind of all have a hand in, in production. I just think for straight value, uh, I think James Washington makes the most sense. I think in the very near future, we're going to see Juju be the one there, and we're going to see James Washington be the two, and they'll continue to kind of pump those wide receivers in and out of their system like they've been doing for, I mean, 10, 12 years now. So uh, I, I just, yeah, late the, those mid-late second picks when you know a lot of guys are trying to take flyers. I mean, you have a really good football player in James Washington, so I, I just think that makes the most sense here as a buy. I, I'm I'm just going to make this short and sweet. You're absolutely correct, Dan. That is the appropriate take. Um, <laughs> he's and and I I think that he's he's being he's going to be one of those guys that you look back on and you're like maybe we made a massive mistake because it's, it's like we're we're just looking at situation and we're like well he's got a bunch of people in front of him I don't know if that works out and then it's like is I mean in a year in a year in a year and a half are we going to be like oh actually he's better than everybody he's now the wide receiver one and Antonio Brown is traded to somebody else I mean obviously not going to happen but just saying there's a chance that he could find fantasy relevance sooner rather than later as talent always bubbles to the top yeah I'll I'll continue with the Washington oh Nathan's back I'm back yeah (laughs) I, I, I didn't even hear that you guys said I was gone. So here we go. Uh, James Washington. Uh, I think that many people thought that Juju Smith-Schuster was blocked by, by Mark Davis Bryant last year, and he quickly proved that wasn't the case. Yeah. And I, obviously I think that Juju's a better wide receiver than, than Mark Davis was. But I think that at least in the near future, Big Ben can support three wide receivers. Uh, I think he'll, maybe he'll use uh, Le'Veon less in the passing game, even more primarily in the running game. So – I, I like Washington. He's not going to really be relied on short term and as far as Andy's production, but I think that he has some good long term upside. And I'll go ahead and uh, I'll agree. I thought Washington was my wide receiver one coming out for the early portion of the off season, and I still like him a ton. Um, but I guess I'll 
I'll have to stay on brand a little and buy an older player. Now that these running backs are getting ahead of Antonio Brown, I kind of don't really mind flipping one of these running backs for AB. I mean, I traded uh, Mike Evans for AB and some money to Nathan earlier in the offseason. Uh, so I guess I literally did buy him. Uh, I don't mind him over a few of these guys. I think I might rather him than probably Zeke, to be honest with you. So that's where I'm at on AB. He he might You might wait a little bit longer for his value to drop, but I, I really like him when he gets down where Julio and AJ are now. All right. Um, sells on this team, anyone? I guess I'll start off with the sells. And this is one of those scenarios that I think that out of between, if you distinguish between one QB and Superflex, I think that people tend to panic a little bit later when it comes to Superflex in older quarterbacks. So that if you can flip Ben Roethlisberger, if like a Mitchell Trubisky or Ben Roethlisberger plus a piece for uh, Pat Mahomes, that's moves that I'm trying to make just to try and get younger and get more startable years in the future. So I think that in one quarterback leagues, everyone's just like, oh, Big Ben has one year left. He's done. You know, he's not really worth anything. But I think that that kind of slows down a bit in Superflex to where he still has some tradable value. And if you can trade up into getting a younger quarterback, that would be the move I'd be making with trading Ben Roethlisberger. Interesting. I actually tried to make that trade twice. Um Tried to trade Ben for Mitch Trubisky. I love Mitch Trubisky going into this year, and both owners weren't having it. But they're around that value. I mean, I wouldn't tell anybody not to go do it. And even at a throw-in to get it done, even on the initial offer, I would love to flip Ben for Mitch right now. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm. I. I don't disagree with that. I mean, Ben's not long for the ride here. Um, but I'll, I'll just continue to harp on what Nathan and I have been saying the whole time. Bell's really pricey and. He's got concerns, and I'll sell him for a pile of money. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell. It, I mean, the fact that he's a, ahead of Antonio Brown right now is absolutely asinine. Uh, I get it. The short-term upside is massive. This this one year in Pittsburgh, he. I mean, reasonably, he could score like a trillion points. It, it's yeah. it's going to get ugly. They're going to run him into the earth. He has no contract. Um, I, I mean. Who's gonna Who's gonna overpay somebody with as many touches on their on their body, especially in the last two years? He's he's just I I, I want him to still have the wheels. I want him to still be able to perform, uh, and he is still relatively young. Uh, and you know he'll be he'll be what twenty he's twenty six, um, so he won't be twenty seven until February. But at the same time, that's a lot of mileage on a guy in, in a couple of years. So plus he's already got the injury history. Uh, he's missed. I mean, he missed almost what well, he missed almost all of 2015. He maybe played yeah. four or five games. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, one thing that before we pivot on to our last team here, I thought I would bring up is James Washington is so criminally undervalued that he is lower than Alan Hearns in valuation. Oh, right now. That is that is legit criminal, y'all. Go by James Washington. Eric, that seems like a weird take. Because your your normally team went now, and Alan Hearns is going to score more points than James Washington. This Dude, I am not Team Alan Hearns. Is I guess what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm I'm not on that team. Me and me and Adam will differ in our in our points of view there. But um, I I do like winning now, but I also like winning in a year and a half when James Washington is a wide receiver two in the league. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's go ahead and move on to our last team. And a reminder, we are already very long here, so let's go ahead and just make it very quick. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, very boring team to talk about. Buys and sells. Nathan, go. The buy. This is a tough one because. Quickly. The, the buy- <laughs> <laughs> you don't tell me what to do. This is my podcast. Uh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> our podcast. But that's cool, man. For the last three weeks, it was Nathan's. Wow. He, he, who gave him an ego? Nathan. <laughs> uh, Norman. He had his uh, two shows, and then he's got an ego. All right. Uh, my, my buy, it's Corey Davis, but it's more of so the, the short players aren't going to be selling their Corey Davis shares, but if there's someone who maybe bought him in the startup on like a buyer low in like the mid-third of a startup or someone's panicking after one year of, you know, not the greatest performance – Davis is basically buy low from people who aren't paying attention. A lot of Man. people don't pay attention. 
Um, my buy is going to be, sorry, I'm trying to look at something really quickly. Uh, Marcus Mariota coming off uh, injury riddled season. Uh, we saw the upside his, his first couple of years. And I mean, we could see a Russell Wilson like resurgence off injury uh, that that team isn't all that great quite yet. They're getting better, but I still see a lot of um, passing happening in Tennessee. So Marcus Mariota in super flex, he's going as low end QB one. Uh, at 24 years old and a franchise quarterback, he should definitely be up higher. Uh, give me him over Patrick Mahomes. Give me him over Jimmy Garoppolo. Give me him over Andrew Luck. Uh, <clears throat> no questions asked. I just the rushing upside is so massive. Yes, maybe he's a little bit fragile, uh, but at the same time, they're they're doing things in Tennessee to protect him better. They're adding pieces around him so he doesn't have to get smoked all the time. So I, I absolutely love Marcus Mariota in the well for a while now. All right. Any other takes on Tennessee? I'm just going to sit this one out and uh, in the essence of time. Adam, anything on the way out? Sure. Just real quick on Marcus Mariota. Yeah, it was a hamstring last year, so I wouldn't even necessarily call it um, that he's injury prone even. And rushing ability is huge for guys like Marcus Mariota. So if you can get somebody that thinks that last year was a representation of Marcus Mariota over his career, then you should absolutely be buying Marcus Mariota. Breach. All yeah, right. Last year was last year was super fluky. Sorry, I know we're running long, but yeah, that that wasn't him. He played hurt all year. Uh, it just, you know, 13, 13, what thirteen touchdowns, fifteen interceptions after he went nineteen and ten and twenty six and nine his, his first two years. It's not the same guy. All right. Well, uh, we have reached the end of this show. I do want to remind all the listeners, since this show went pretty long, that you can get a listener's only 30% discount to Rotoviz NFL Pass through the NFL Podcast homepage on rotoviz.com slash podcast. Uh, Rotoviz makes this podcast possible. Uh, so your subscription gives you unlimited access and helps support this particular pod. So go do it. Um, I would like to say, Adam, it was a true pleasure having you on the show. Uh, you joined us reuniting, and it felt so good, didn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. It felt great. Thanks for having me, guys. It was it was awesome. Make sure you follow Adam on Twitter. That's at DHH underscore Adam. And make sure you check out his podcast, the Dynasty Owners Manual Podcast. Um, so uh, I guess that's really all I've got to say. So Nathan, Dan, and myself, we're going to catch up with you guys next week. Take it easy, y'all.